Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Uh, really happy to have uh, Coach Greg Tonegal here, Indiana Wesleyan, ranked number two in the nation. Welcome, Coach. Thanks for being on. Hey, appreciate you having me. Uh, so before we start, I mean, monster win Tuesday night. Uh, you go over to uh, Grace. They're, they're no slouch. Boy, Scott Moore has them playing great ball. Just talk a little bit about that game. Yeah, I mean, as, as you know, in, in our league and in, in the top leagues, you go on the road, it's a battle regardless of, of records or, or rankings. But Grace, Scott's done a great job this year. He's put them in the top 25. They've got some key wins. So we knew it was going to be a battle. And, uh, you know, it was kind of back and forth most of the game. And, and then Grace took a, a seven-point lead with about 12 minutes to go. And probably what makes me most proud of our team was, was how we responded when they took that seven-point lead on the road. And we've had four consecutive leading into this game, four consecutive 25-plus wins. But you don't learn a lot about your team in those wins, to be honest with you. You, you learn about your team when your back's against the wall, and, and we saw that. Uh, we had to buckle down and get some stops, and then we had to have some key scores, uh, including a key bucket by Kyle Mangus with about 12 seconds left down two. He, he nails a deep three, which we've seen that uh, <laughs> that play out time and time again with Kyle. But we, we escaped out of there with a win, and uh, it doesn't get any easier now. We go a lot more ranked teams in the crossroads coming up. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. So – you're eight and one now in the crossroads. Uh, you, you've, uh, you're unblemished at home, eighteen and three uh, overall. Uh, the average ranking of your next—I know you know all this—the average ranking of your next four games is a twelfth, twelfth in the nation. That's the average. Uh, two of them are on the road. Two of them are at home. Personally, I know you don't want to get into looking down the road, but I think these next four games are going to decide. You know whether who, who's gonna who's gonna come out of the crossroads. So you you start out. You've got uh, start with Bethel. And you got you got them at, at uh, you have to go on the road there, and they're extremely tough this year, aren't they? They are. They they can they can really score the basketball. They've got I think one of the elite guards in the country. You know this is the year I think of just elite players in the NAI. I mean there's always a, a handful of them, but man there are. There are some big-time players sitting atop that All-American list, and uh, Travion Cruz is one of them, and he really makes them go. They just scored 100 last night against Mount Vernon, the top-five team, or I guess they're sixth in the country. Sixth, yeah. So to be honest, like, you know, you're talking about how many road games we or tough games we got coming up. I, I can't even look ahead, and I don't want to look ahead because it, it becomes overwhelming. And, and in this league, it's literally the next game in front of you. It sounds cliche, but, man, you have to do that. I totally agree. Uh, any anybody in the league is can beat anybody, right? Taylor knocked off Mount Vernon last week. There is no no night off, right? In the in the crossroads, there isn't. And I mean, we've got seven teams, I think, in the top twenty-five right now. And uh, but you even go to number eight, and number nine, and it's going to be a battle. But but what that does, you can either you know you can either complain about that or you can see the upside. I think the Crossroads League has the highest winning percentage in the NAI tournament in the last twelve years. Well, the reason is I think. The teams in the Crossroads League are battle-tested. Sometimes we beat each other up, and, and maybe our win-loss isn't as good as some, some teams across the country, but, man, we are battle-tested and prepared for the national tournament. So, Coach, let's take a couple of minutes and talk about your team this year. But this team this year looks like they're a little bit quicker. You get a few more steals than you have uh, in the past, and uh, you seem to be rebounding just a, a bit better than in the past. How, how would you describe this team and – is it the same style of basketball, or is this a different type of team this year? Yeah, I mean, I think year in and year out, our style is always going to be a byproduct of the culture, and we center our philosophy around what we call I am third, the pursuit of God first, other people second, myself third. And what's really fun for me in coaching is to see year in and year out how that plays into into 
into basketball. Uh, you know, that could, that's making the extra pass. That's trusting each other. That, that's being connected. And that's what I'm really seeing out of this team is a, is a deep connectedness um, that's developed throughout the year. We, we lost just some heart and soul of our team last year with some, some quality seniors and didn't quite know how that was going to play out. Um, but then one of our freshmen has really stepped in and, and done a great job, and Noah Smith. You know, Kyle Mangus is, is doing a tremendous job, obviously. Seth Maxwell has taken a huge leap forward. He was coming off the bench last year behind his brother playing uh, seven, eight minutes a game, and now he's playing 30 minutes a game and, and giving us a lot of production. But I think when you have a, guy, a group of guys that is so connected, they find different ways to do it. So we're doing it maybe a little differently than last year, but at the same time, uh, this pursuit of I'm third is really playing out. Well, it's always a program that you know you're going to score some points. But as you mentioned, Coach, you know, you assists, you're uh, in, the, in the top five in total assists, I think second or third, and then also assists per game. So it's a team that shares the ball very well. Let's talk about some of your uh, uh, key players. I, we got to talk about Kyle Mangus, uh, not only a, a great player, but uh, just one of the nicest young men anybody would ever want to meet. I mean, you're just so blessed in that program to ha- have him around. Can you just talk about uh, Kyle for a moment? Yeah, you know, what blows me away about Kyle is if, if there was a ratio kept of uh, success versus humility, his, he'd be off the charts because he's, he's had incredible success. I mean, he, he leads us to a national championship as a freshman. He's the MOP. He's the first ever Crossroads League Player of the Year as a freshman. He scored over 2,000 points, but he walks with such humility. He's hit so many big shots, but yet he's never thinking of himself. He's always trying to make other people better. So he's set the standard for that culture. You know, you, you mentioned uh, one of the statistics, which would be assists, where third in the country right now in assists. Well, when your best player and your best score is not forcing, you know, what does that say to everybody else? So it's been contagious the way that he tries to make plays for other people and other people are beginning to make plays for other people. And it, it starts with Kyle Mangus. And then uh, Seth Maxwell, I think, has, between last year and this year, I just couldn't believe the difference. Uh, he really must have worked in the off season, And, boy, he's really played well for you, hasn't he? He really has. You know, he put on 15 pounds over the summer, and he was really challenged. And part of it was he was playing behind an All-American last year and his brother, so his, his minutes were limited. We, we just couldn't quite figure out how to play them at the same time. But now he's stepped into that role and, and stepped into it in a big way. And I still think we haven't seen the best of Seth Maxwell. The, his, his ceiling has a ways to go, and he's got the work ethic to match it. I'm excited to see what he does down the stretch, but then next year I think you guys are going to see something that's even better than this year. And Seth's only a uh, sophomore, right? He is a sophomore, correct. Yeah. We, we start uh, you know, a couple – we start a freshman – sophomore to junior and speaking of freshmen you meant you talked about noah smith he's averaging 10 points a game he's playing 30 minutes a game for you boy what a great surprise he's turned into maybe not a surprise but i don't know if you were expecting that much out of him this year well i never to be honest i never think freshmen are are where he's at or ready and i didn't think he would be either he has been the most consistent defensive player we've had i think he's one of the best defensive players in the country every night he draws a tough assignment and he just goes about his work but then on top of that, he's, he's played some pretty good offense. Statistically, he's leading our team in three-point percentage. So he's done a great job of, of being opportunistic and taking, you know, being very efficient on the three-point line. But he, he gets the ball where it needs to go. And he has a really high basketball IQ. That's what's made him fit in. He, he knows Kyle needs the ball. He knows where to get it to Seth. And when you got a point guard that's facilitating like that, it, it sure helps. And then a guy who was nicked up early in the year, a, a transfer, Tanner Rubio. He's really beginning to contribute you're getting five or six assists a game out of him, almost 10 points a game. Uh, can you talk about the addition of Tanner and what he's meant for your team this year? 
Yeah, it was a slow start for Tanner, and, and it always is for transfers. Um, I, I'm not sure they realize how good the NAI is. He just takes a break-in period. Well, he didn't get that because he broke his hand, and we thrusted him in. His first game was, was on the road at Mount Vernon, and it didn't go quite too well. But since then, he's slowly, be play, he's slowly playing much better basketball, and he really is an elite passer. Uh, he can really distribute the basketball. He's, he's got good range. And like you said, he's playing his best basketball right now. He's a big reason we're on this nine-game win streak. And then we can't talk about your team without you mentioning Cannon Coffee. Uh, boy, you got to just talk about him for a moment. You know, every team just needs a glue guy, a guy who's willing to do whatever, a guy who's willing to be very vocal in the locker room, and that's Kanan. Uh, you know, there's no statistics for, for leadership behind the scenes, but if there was, he, he'd definitely be leading us. And very appreciative of what, what Kanan brings. He, Everybody knows he can shoot it, but when you got a guy that's willing to do all the little things tangible, that's what drives winning. And as a senior, I couldn't be more proud of Kanan. Yeah, he's he's shooting almost 41% from three, and, and his threes always seem to come when you need one. It, that's what I've noticed. That's, that's a great point. I mean, that's a key observation. He hits big threes and in big moments. You know, that's what seniors do. So, Coach, it's uh, boy, it's really getting down to crunch time. We talked about your schedule over the next four games, but what do you see as the keys, the t- three or four keys for you to uh, finish well here in the crossroad, prepare yourself for that crossroad tournament, and then hopefully get to Sioux Falls? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always this challenge as a in coaching is you want to be peaking towards the end. So we're obviously playing good basketball, but trying to figure out, okay, how do we how do we maintain this momentum, but but even kick it into another gear, and so. We're going to be really working hard in the next couple days and weeks and rebounding, which I think is key going down the stretch. And it's something we've put more emphasis on this year. That would be the biggest thing on the defensive end. And then offensively, just continuing to develop our third and fourth option. Obviously, we know Kyle and and Seth can really carry us. But when you get down the stretch and you head into postseason play, the teams that get rolling find those other options. Um, You know, I think we're still developing. You have an amazing program. I can't wait to see uh, how you guys do down the stretch. But thank you so much for, for taking the time to call me today. Hey, thanks for doing all this. Look forward to listening to it.